Hi everybody, welcome back to Rediscovering Yourself uh, Through Chronic Illness. The podcast episode this evening is going to have to do with a subject matter that was brought to my attention by a good friend of mine that went to my surgery with me at Stanford last month and I thought that it was a very, very beneficial subject um, from all facets, but especially the benefit of what she was talking about as it comes to chronic illness. And that basically comes down to the benefits because there are a great many benefits just in your average daily life, but especially when you have a chronic illness when it comes to when you have the ability to have a a pet or when you're someone like myself who has a companion pet, which is often the case when you live in um, housing situations like, for example, a um, federally funded complex like I live in that only allows pets with a medical sign-off so I've been uh, greatly fortunate to have my little feline companion for about three, four months now, and I know that I'd be greatly lost without her. And when my friend brought up the subject of talking of the fact that I should do something about companion pets as it comes to how they can benefit those of us with chronic illness especially, I just thought that that was a really great idea because there's just there's such an incredibly healing power when it comes to having a pet in your life, you know? I mean, obviously, as most of us all know, they're not toys. And in a lot of ways, they really are in their own way, like having a child, you know, they are dependent upon you. So you need to make sure that you're ready, capable, fully to handle their needs, be there for them, and so forth. Um, But there is just something wonderfully Uh, beneficial about coming home after a crazy day or just any day in general and having somebody that's just maybe one minute driving you nuts but just otherwise when you walk in the door and when they when they come up and see you you can tell that they're just happy to see you Um, growing up I always had um, adopted pets by and large so I'm definitely a big supporter of like the Humane Societies and uh, ASPCA, SPCA. Um, I do believe it's extremely valuable and commendable and fundamentally important when you encounter uh, making the decision about whether or not to add a pet to your, your house to really, really, really strongly consider going the adoption route. You know, that's not to speak disparagingly of um, purebred and animal purchases per se. It's just that there's just something to be said about going to a shelter and meeting a little animal that, you know, God only knows the situation they had. And I mean, you're giving them a second chance at life. So I just, I know that uh, in my own experience, rescuing my most recent little girl, that uh, she likes to keep her mom on her toes and, Someday she definitely drives me nuts, but I'm definitely grateful to have her, especially with everything the last few months. And after my um, second episode of Syncope from the Pots, it was actually um, one of the cats of the friend of mine that I was at their house when I fell. It was their cat that kept me up 
flicking its little tail in my face while it's on the ground and being in the window and meowing, which was the abnormal behavior for them, that really got me to thinking about how um, animals, in a lot of ways, know more than we give them credit for. And it's, they're just, it's so wonderful. It's, it had been a while since I'd had a pet, um, since I lost my previous pet about six or seven years ago. And I had known that, especially dealing with the um, precarious nature of my own health, um, I wanted to make sure I was ready to adopt again and as stable as humanly possible. I mean, you're never 100% stable and ready. You're just never. All you can do is be the best that you can and at least make the effort to be uh, ready to do what you can for them. And I just was so, so fortunate to find um, my little kid at our local shelter. And um, I had had a few people that were thought of about, you know, I had thought of about having them tag along with me to adopt my kid. And I'm really glad that I had my friend uh, tag along with me when uh, we adopted her. And like I said, it's the same friend that went with my went to me went with me to my surgery last month, and it just kind of goes to say, you know, looking when you're dealing with the uncertainties of life, you really do appreciate um, the smaller things, whether it's the little four-legged fur ball that may be doing something stupid in the house, but they'll come over and nuzzle your hand and give you a kiss on the hand. Or the good buddy that'll uh, head over and help you pick out your your new little fur friend who'll come over and spoil your kid or who'll, who will spoon feed you soup after major surgery. So I think part of the reflective uh, comes with being a few short weeks of turning another year older. So it's just... Pets really are wonderful. They really are a special aspect of life. And it's really, really wonderful when, as a patient, you're able to have the discussion with a doctor that's willing to consider that because stress and anxiety can really just shred your mental health, shred your spirits, shred your, God only knows what it does to your physical aspects. And I do think that there's a lot to be said about the health benefits to having a pet in your life. So it's just a wonderful little partnership that you can form with an animal that um, that can really change your life. So I would definitely encourage anybody, especially um, who's looking at the potential of having a chronic illness diagnosis or anybody that's dealing with a chronic illness diagnosis even if you're not able to um, go out and necessarily adopt right away maybe even just go visit your local ASPCA and uh, just spend a little time with the animals you know it's it's amazingly healing to the psyche and the spirit not only for you but likely for the animals as well so it's, yeah, it's been really, it's been really a wonderful addition to my life for sure, especially as someone who kind of had a self-described bias for dogs in my life. This is actually the first cat that I've had 
and um, she definitely changed my um, mentality on cats by and large kind of goes back to the um, the old cliched adage of what you get when you assume and it's just it's been really a treat having her in my life one of the hardest things for me when I went and had my surgery last uh, month was it was actually harder for me to take her to the border um, to border for a few days before I went to the Bay Area than, than it was for me to have um, have my surgery you know because it is hard you do feel a little bit of the guilt you know because it's this you know with this this was the first time I would have left her since I had her and you do kind of worry about the different things like will they be okay is the border um worth their salt I highly 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 recommend doing your due diligence and researching when it comes to things like borders I'm fortunate in my area I have a top-notch family that's well known for the attention to detail and the quality care they provide animals there's a couple in my area that don't research and due diligence is key in all aspects of life but especially when it comes to taking care of your pets get word of mouth look at reviews interview them visit them do whatever is necessary because I know that uh, when I found out that my border was still available um, and it was fairly reasonable the nightly rate for boarding her for a few days to me it was the best money that I could ever spend and I remember um, somebody had mentioned to me that uh, you know shouldn't I leave her boarded for a few days even after I got home from surgery just so I could heal and getting her back home from the border was my first priority absolutely my first priority I was to the border right at like noon the following day after I'd gotten home from the hospital um, because I can't speak for anybody or everybody but um, this little fur ball in my life has definitely become my kid and I'm grateful yet another thing I'm grateful to my mom for because she always instilled the idea that you know animals they do really become like your family and they do deserve you know for the great benefit and the companionship and the care and the love that they provide us they really do deserve as much as possible of that in return and so i i know that moving forward with the the never-ending maze that i've got with my own uh, pursuit that um, i am extremely grateful to my apartment for moving forward the process of getting this companion pet okayed my doctor for willing being willing to sign off on it and just grateful for the wonderful um, animal shelter in my local area because they do wonderful they do wonderful work it takes a special heart to work with animals and try to fight to give them a good home because these little creatures they can't vocalize like we can you know so I remember when I had my surgery 10 years ago people would bring animals in for patients and that's just so incredibly heartwarming just the power of the animal coming in and just petting it feeling their fur feeling their ears just petting them and um, I do think that 
there that the animals do have the innate sense of being able to detect a friendly source and a not so friendly source and it's just yeah I think I think it, things would definitely at least in my case be decidedly different if I hadn't made the choice to uh, to adopt my little girl at this juncture with everything that I've endured with my own um, health pursuit and everything I have coming down the pipeline so that would be the, one of the first things I, su I would suggest to anybody in the chronic illness community or anybody dealing with other ailments or anxiety or other mental health or just again if you're able to adopt definitely adopt before expend you know having the expenditures of hundreds of dollars on a pet because yeah adopting is wonderful you really are giving someone a second chance at a life there are so many kill shelters and there's just something so incredibly rewarding in making that bond and making that connection with a pet and or a potential pet in a shelter and walking the two of you walking out of there together and the animal going hey, this person picked me in that little path in the pursuit that you both start together moving forward. So, um, with that being said, just wanted to hop on real quick and do a quick little blurb. And thanks again to my lovely friend who suggested it because I absolutely, absolutely agreed with her when she said that um, companion pets are a fundamental process and part of the, um, should be part of the discussion when it comes to how best to navigate and how best to help anybody dealing with chronic illness or just in general. Pets really are a wonderful aspect and even, again, even if you can't adopt, if you have a chronic illness and you're not in a position to adopt, there really is just something great about going over to the shelter and just visiting the animals for a little bit. It's amazing what you can almost feel like the natural decrease in blood pressure and um, anxiety. So, um, coming up, I do intend to do the, the two-parter on the mental health aspect. One would be exclusively mental health overall. Another one would be uh, specifically mental health as it comes to chronic illness. Some other topics that I have thought about broaching or discussing include um, when you encounter medical misogyny, greater detail on resources when it comes to finding out information about um, conditions, diagnostic tests, medical facilities, doctor records. There are specific ways in which you can find out I know from experience, I've actually looked up medical board records for friends. <laughs> that I actually suggest is also a good thing to do because, you know, information is power. Um, so I'm still chewing on a few other ideas for this moving forward. And like I've said before a few times now, I'm definitely open for ideas from anyone that has any um, thoughts about what would be good to cover because... Um, we really do need to be the stewards for our own health and the health of those around us, of course. That's really come to the forefront in the last few years, but it's 
something that should have been important from the get-go because it needs to be because it really doesn't matter you know how much money we have and our station in life our health really is all we've got and the unfortunate is um, I've had it's interesting you look at going to world-renowned facilities in your local facilities I've had some doctors at um, my local facility that have provided better medical care in my case than I have for the same issue at a larger, more uh, glitzier facility and vice versa. I've had some other instances where I've had better medical care from the more world-renowned facilities than I have my local so that's another issue that I've thought about looking at, the fact that um, the general assumption is that you can get better medical care for some reason thinking you can get better medical care always at a larger, more established, well-known facility than you could at a local. That can be the case, but sometimes that's not. So that's another topic that I was thinking about. So I'll be chewing on some other ideas um, moving forward. But yeah, if anybody has any ideas, this is definitely an open uh, space for dialogue, advocacy, and awareness. That's why this podcast was cons- created to begin with. So thank you again, everybody, for listening. Hope you have a good evening and enjoy the rest of your weekend.